Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210-308-8867. And we are live at Millburgers, 1604 and Bull Road. And uh, we are encouraging you to come on out and visit with us here. Uh, lots of fun, nice folks. Um, and uh, I just made a pot of coffee, by the way. Uh-oh. Oh, oh Calvin's going to... Well, you, you, I, need, you need to take a break at the break. Pot was not too bad either. Who made that? I think I made it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I drank most of it. Oh, okay. Oh, you get a little tired. Uh-oh. Just a bit. <laughs> no, I tell you, yeah, this one tastes pretty good. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, and Trace had to uh, pick up and, and handle a situation. <coughs> so we'll, um, we will talk to him in a moment. Yeah, but give us a call and tell us what's going on in uh, your neck of the woods and your garden of the woods or your something. Did you see uh, Johnson City Joe's explanation of why it was called M- Mule Shoe Bend? Uh-uh. Oh, because it looks like a horseshoe. Oh, look at the picture. Yeah, he sent it to us. I think they did. I wonder if it was named after or before uh, Mewtwo. I think they were just probably both names. I don't know though, <laughs> but it's along the Colorado. Yeah. I believe. Trace, uh, how are you? <laughs> I have hair Does still, he? which is a uh, yeah. Surprised I don't look at Jerry already. Oh man, and we were—it was nice. Jerry received this. I hope Jerry was on that email. I can check, but in case uh, Jerry gets lost again, we now have a milk carton that we can put out pictures. Ah, I'll have to send it to you. Okay. And uh, yeah, so was was my joke good? Can we do that over the? Uh, I don't know. No, uh, bad taste. Uh, here's we live in a, such a sensitive world that I don't want to. Sensitive though. Yeah. Here's a picture that uh, Dennis. That was it. That's you on the milk carton. Yeah. So if Jerry's missing it again, <laughs> yeah, I like that. we just put those all over HEB and uh, someone will find them. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember when that was taken. <laughs> oh, really? You, you, you're you on a kind of a lawnmower? What are you on? A riding mower? Yeah, it looks like it. I don't remember. Of course, that could have happened yesterday, and I wouldn't remember. No. Any grass back there? <laughs> All right. So, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, I have a. Uh, since Trace is talking about grass and uh, handling that situation. Yeah. I'll ask this when he comes up. I have a grass question. Okay. Uh, so see if he confirms my. Oh, I could. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jerry wants you to confirm something, uh, a picture I took, but I'm wondering what this is. Hang on. I'm it's moving. a beautiful planting of grass. At Quick Trip. about uh, six, four to six inches tall, and it's solid, solid planted, and it's... Uh, it's green, I think. It's green right now. It's green, green now? Yeah. It's not rescue grass, is it? No. Looks like rye. 
That's what Jerry said. Show, show so it, to, it, yeah. it won't look like that in another month. Yeah. <laughs> Is it pretty? Yeah. Beautiful. Now, that's not far looking different from rescue grass. That's way too full. Yeah. Uh, unless they just really didn't care for the last four or five years, uh. then it might be. Uh, it looks like rye. It's a business, so uh, my assumption is that they overseeded with rye. Yeah, yeah. It's a business who lost all their. I think they had St. Augustine before, and in the freeze, it just looked it looked bad. Now I'm sure it would have come back, or will it come back when this goes away? Uh, maybe some some of both. Maybe what's that? Some of both. Maybe. Oh, okay. That's that's probably right. It'll be my my St. Augustine's starting to to look pretty decent, and yeah, uh, it's coming back. And unfortunately, right now we can't get any St. Augustine sod to sell, but hmm. uh, that should clear up in some quantities in the next few weeks. Because uh, yeah. if mine's greening up, that means the farms are greening up too. Mine are my mine yards get greening up too, slowly. But the Bermudas look fantastic, though. Really? Oh yeah. So well, especially Tiff Tough. Now, if they're but if they sell the yeah. seed, the, you know, we the get good the, the good varieties do not come by seed. They just come by sod. Right. Okay. That's that's good to know. <laughs> now, if you've got a Bermuda lawn like I do for most of my, uh, the uh, those win- the winter weeds are declining. Yeah, and the Bermuda is moving in, and it's mm. pretty obvious. You can see the, <laughs> the the area where the weeds are turning yellow too. So it's not as much mystery as <laughs> as in past years. Yeah, uh, got a, a note from uh, Dennis. They were. He and uh, Johnson City Joe have been having a fit over these uh, uh, seagull migration. The seagull migration. Do you we, get a lot of seagulls here at the nursery? Uh, well, uh, no. <laughs> no. We, we didn't realize that. I uh, do occasionally see a herring. Uh, yeah. Oh. Heron. Heron. That's Heron. It. Yeah. yeah. We did. Uh, I think that's where my fresh went out of the back pond a couple years ago. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We did uh, determine, I think uh, Johnson City Joe determined, that uh, seagulls migrate. Some seagulls migrate. Some side, right, yeah. Let's, Some, be, but, let's be careful on that. Let's uh, not, let's not they, go from, they go from one beach to another? Uh, yeah. That's, that's, do they really? That's what I was trying to explain to them. Or they go from one feed source to another. Oh, I, I got to see them uh, following the coastline down into Mexico, and then uh, coming back up again. And they'll they also go from a, a wa- water feature to a water feature, and then if there's good feeding, like at Mitchell Lake, they'll just hang out there for a yeah. while. Yeah. No. But then, then of course, there's that. Uh, uh, there's one species that goes all the way from the, like the Arctic down to. Oh, that's Lord. interesting. They must be lost. So uh, no, they they really know their way. Uh, <laughs> we uh, I'm going to embarrass myself by not knowing the answer to this. Have we had the Nuevo Leon Greg eye before? Yes. Okay. It's kind of a purplish. We saw it's, a, it's a, an unusual purple. Yeah, yeah. it was a. So there was a woman up here. She was asking about it. And well, that was for, for about that two, was nice to have a about really two positive response. What from her? Her, yeah. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, she was yeah. thrilled with there's it. All, there's only one grower around that does it. Yeah, uh, and and they do a great job with it. 
Yeah, it's kind of how purple. Many, how many it's do purple. we have? Yeah, it's a deep blue. It almost looks like the purple blue bonnets. The oh, ones, no, no. yeah. I don't. Cool I, I, now you're trying to embarrass me. I don't know. Okay, that's okay. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> are, are there some? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, she found some. So, uh, yeah, look that up online. And if you like it, we've got it here at Mill Burger. So, while yeah. supplies last, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, Dennis, while That's my new favorite line. While supplies last. While supplies last. <laughs> while Trace has hair. Yeah. <laughs> Only, yes. <laughs> while uh, Dennis was looking for seagull migration in the area, he ran across some beautiful blue bonnet photos. Yeah. That's and the- since the red, white, and blue people had bought red, white, and blue blue bonnets, have not come forth and shown, sent me pictures or... You know, we're just gonna have to use last year's pictures. Told me that they yeah, had, these, uh, these are the ones. This is why we got into mule shoe. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he sent me uh, some pictures taken by taken. It's, it's got it's on know, the website for the yeah for Austin, and uh, sent me some beautiful pictures of the. Where's the orange? Uh, yeah, there's. I got a picture of the guy. Somebody used to uh, Photoshop some orange into that. (laughs) There's a picture of the guy stealing the only... Riding out of the motorcycle? Riding out of the motorcycle. He's making a run for it with... With... He is an Aggie that's taken yeah, care of. With the license the, plate that says Aggie forever. That'd be an Aggie because it's a three wheeler, not a. Uh oh. Oh, uh, now, yeah. Now we're going to get calls. Uh. Right. <laughs> well, you know they don't have ballots. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's <laughs> inherent in the word Aggie. <laughs> so, anyway, Dennis, thank you. Thank yeah. For, thanks for sending those. I guess I'll have to settle for the one uh, ones that I've gotten. Well, while supplies last trace, what else are you excited about that's here at the nursery or that's going on? Well, I know he's excited about the milkweed. Yeah. Well, I finally got my Florida truck in. Oh, good. Hopefully we're back on schedule again. So, uh, well, Trace, I think really you... cool hibiscus. Uh, I don't know if there's any left, but we've gotten some Yoder series hibiscus. Some what series? Yoder. Yoder? Uh, y- Yoder. Yoder. Yeah. Like a country <laughs> Yoda? Like if Yoda came from Alabama? So <laughs> Yoder is like the premier hibiscus grower in the country. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe the world. Wow. They always come up with new fancy flavors. So those are people who work on cars. They would they would uh, equate this to a Yanko Camaro. Okay. So it's a Camaro, but they did some special stuff to it to make it beyond normal. So this is hibiscus that special stuff's been done to it to oh. be beyond normal. Okay. Remind us. That's exciting. I know a, a few weeks ago we had a, a, the supply of old-fashioned roses and knockouts. was pretty good. Remind us what our situation is now. Um, drift roses. Okay. Uh, the hybrid roses came in, and they're already half gone. Uh, this next week we should be able to get some single red knockouts and some double red knockouts. Did y'all see those petite knockouts yesterday, by the way? They're probably all gone already. But were they were the, were they the ones with the? They were a two gallon can and they looked like a regular knockout, but they were spectacular and they stay shorter. Oh, but they they didn't have the big a few big red flowers. They had a they had a. Well, petite petite's only referring to the size of the plant, not the size of the bloom. So they were pretty big blooms. Oh, oh, maybe that, that's what we saw. That could be. 
Remember we were trying to describe with the how big is the bloom? It's normal. Okay. Normal. Maybe it looked normal, but maybe it was they normal, were, but looked were, bigger because were, the plant was small. They were in special pots that said petite on them. I didn't see that. We saw some people walking out with these big, and they, they were small plants with huge red blooms on That's it. Probably them. Yeah, those are pretty. Well, we're, I think they're oh. gone. Okay. Uh, I'll try to get some more. Good. Uh, but apparently that's a new version of Knockout, and uh, so I was happy to see those, but, uh, again, I think they're gone. Well, we had <laughs> yeah, we had a person, well, at least one customer this morning that was wondering. Hey, she was looking for Knockouts. Were. Yeah. Uh, as I was driving up here, I went through a subdivision uh, of houses and whatever. Every where you were lost, yeah. Uh, every night, every house had a knockout rose and solid, full bloom. Yeah, that's, that's mean, why my wife wants me to plant knockouts. Yeah, and what am I going to say? No, no, you're not yeah, going to say that. No, uh, try the new new one you got there, the dwarf one. Well, yeah, I'll try to get a hold of some more, but that that was pretty cool. <laughs> the uh, but uh, the interesting thing about it is. They were in full bloom where they shouldn't be blooming. You know, we tell people, don't plant them in the shade <laughs> and uh, give, give them full sun all day. The fa- those at the fast food restaurant, there are some of those in those characters. Yeah. That's why Milton and I kind of suspected that there was, uh, they're brand new to the spot or something, but they, gosh, they look nice. Oh, yeah. No, they're incredible. Las Palapas. Every, every, every one I saw. Uh, you, you was went to Las Palapas and you bring me tacos? Cause it, it was two days ago. Was, uh, <laughs> that would have been bad already. <laughs> Does that make you guys nervous at all about the the, the threat of the disease diseases and in uh, an extensive planting of uh, of those new roses? No. It doesn't, huh, Jerry? <laughs> I, I can't explain. That's why we write that down, Milton. We'll remind Jerry, not nervous. I cannot Hold explain. on, I'm writing it down. Why that that blight is so bad around uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas and uh, uh, Fort Worth? I mean, it's taking them all out, all the knockouts and all the roses. Period. And uh, excuse me, there's a joke about that, but I'm not gonna. Go oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, you know, you and I went out looking for for once reported in San Antonio. But if they were, if they had that problem, they wouldn't be blooming like they are. Oh yeah, well the ones, ones we found were kind of re- recent. Yeah, plantings and uh, didn't didn't for to to be as widespread as that is. Yeah, that had to come in on the plants, Just so everybody knows what they're getting into. Yeah. But uh, it it didn't just get knockout. It got everything. It gets on everything. But uh, thank goodness we don't uh, don't have that problem down here so far. Uh, as I was as I was walking up here from parking, I was see I saw a big block of uh, uh, Esperanza at over at the front entrance. And uh, I looked, they weren't blooming, of course. And I walked over and looked at the tag with fear in my heart that uh, we'd gotten non-gold stock. 
but on the tag, and the first first thing on the tag is uh, Tacoma. Tacoma standard of genius to be But if you look further on the tag, it says Gold Star. Uh-huh. Oh, good. And they're, they're also uh, putting out blooms. I mean, bud now. Yeah. It will be blooms. Yeah, every, all, every one I've, I've seen is, is seems to be sprouting. Yeah. And along with our pride of Barbados. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know where they're from, right? Barbados. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was Jerry's answer to everyone who said, will they come back? Yeah. The, uh, I have to have a little controversy every now I see. Okay. You, you that's, that's, my, that's my job. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, we said the way to be sure to get only by Gold Star Esperance. Yeah. And the only way to get it is to make sure that you got it. Watch for the blooms. By watch for the blooms. But because of the bad weather, Trace has found <laughs> Trace has found some that have got lots of lots of flower buds on them. But uh, they're not far along because it's been so cold. So, so be that that would be a reason to be conservative, cautious, and rely on reliable sources yeah. like yeah. Milburgers. If it, if those tags just have Tacoma on it, there's a that's that's what the renegade would know. And one of our uh, supporting gardeners, uh, Bart from over there at yeah. Medical Center. He he reported, and this is the first report I've heard on, that the viburnum, there's a uh, the uh, Planned Parenthood, the uh, business on Babcock, every one of their viburnums was flat, and I swore they'd never. He says they're all sprouting from the roots now, huh. and that's the first report I've heard of uh, any any uh, viburnum sprouting. No, okay. yes, that me too. But oh, again, wow. yesterday or the day before is Zalosma. So Zalosma sprouting back yeah. out from the ground. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe it wasn't as bad as everybody uh, <laughs> thought it was going to be, including us. Yeah, for sure. sure. I assume we, we told, told Jerry about the uh, lo- the lion looking sago palm that I saw, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw a sago. Uh, and last I don't know if he was here when back you were... out again. And since you. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. right out of the center. But they didn't cut the fronds off, so it kind of has this lion look with the mane and the little green in the middle and the round. And since Trace described it, I was out walking this morning. There, one of my neighbors has got the big sprouts. It's like they grew six inches overnight. Yeah, green, attractive sprouts. Yeah, driving through that neighborhood I was talking about, I saw some some with uh, six to eight inch spikes running out of the top uh-huh. and the, they had already cut off all the surrounding yeah. on, on a sad note I was uh, taking <laughs> some brush to the, the pickup on bitters and where I backed the truck up to the, the person who had been there before me threw a bunch of sago palms out into the big brush pile to be did they have sprouts? Did they have new sprouts? On? No, they didn't. No, they just they they pulled them up and threw them away, or cut them down and threw them away. Well, yeah. but we but that's good though. That's exciting that we're seeing that. I'd, I'd We'd bet, like to prove Mark wrong. I bet they listened to our program <laughs> and heard you say. I did not say that. <laughs> I will deny that because I didn't say it. Trace, what else? Uh, let's see. Lots of begonias, just kind of eyeballing. How, how about, Trace, the uh, the situation with the uh, 
Hollies. I mean, we've we've recommended. Oh, yeah, a question. We've recommended Hollies. Yeah, Nellie Stevens and I can only find, and, I can only find big Nellie Stevens, and I'm probably to the end of those. So I have a uh-huh. few 15 gallon. And we, um, we got Dwarf uh, Yopons. We have Dwarf Yopon. We have uh, Needle Point. We have regular Burford in one gallon. And I think I have some Dwarf Chinese coming this week. Oh, good. Yeah, that that's a be a great addition. Dare don't eat them, and they are very beautiful. But they're not here yet. So until they actually show up, I, I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have you ordered any more tomatoes this week? No. You didn't. No. So uh, what I, I was telling everybody yesterday, <clears throat> we got a lot of uh, the good varieties, the recommended variety, a lot of them, a nice plant. But uh, this is uh, April, right? I can't remember what month it is. But uh, if they had gallon cans, I'd keep going, but they don't. Yeah. So, um, they, but they. I'm uh, moving on to peppers. Yeah. <laughs> but Jerry's old that? Latin teacher said, "Plant them now, or and plant them if you come get them, but plant them this week." Right. Is that what your old Latin teacher said? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've had a strange phenomenon where the ones that I got three weeks later, like the ruby crush and mm-hmm. uh, some of the other small small plants, are caught up. They all look good, but they've ca- kind of caught up to the. They're in the ground plant. or in the container. Oh, I forgot to. Oh, I'm sorry. I got excited. They uh, <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. So I guess because of the the weather change, yeah, that warm weather just kind of even out everything. Huh? Yeah, well, we were flirting 100 degrees there. For yeah. yeah. Okay, so I needed. I, I should have taken a picture or brought the bag. I meant to bring the bag, so I was moving a bag of soil. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Uh, With one hand. No, I was. It was, uh, was it a four-pound bag? No, it was a big bag. Oh. But uh, I had used. He had to I, use both hands. I had Laura used, used one. Yeah, oh. I had used some of it already, um, but uh, it had this big curly thing, probably about an inch thick. Looked almost like a shrimp. It was kind of clearish and it was yucky. White? What's that? Was it white? Yeah, it was white to clear. Yeah. What is that? It's a fungus. It's a bug. Oh no! It's just it's just a uh, one of those bug grubs. Is it a grub? Rhinoceros beetle grub. It's that, oh. it's that big, yeah. It's rhinoceros. It's beetle. huge. Yeah, it was probably an inch thick, and yeah, and maybe. Uh, so those yeah, are beneficial. Oh, okay. You, I got to put my got to put it back. Yeah. Or go fishing. They could make great bait. Okay. <laughs> You've seen those though, Milton? When they've had them, we've had people yeah. bring them in here. I, I don't yeah, know why. I don't know why catfish like those, but you put uh, that on a on a good hook and uh, it sinks to the bottom. A catfish will find it. Yeah. Huh. You you know, there's another. When uh when when I was uh, young in Minnesota, salamanders we used to you know wow they they go out they do run across the road and and go to mating. Oh, but they were the best fishing bait oh. that we've ever. I thought you had a recipe. We need to take yeah. a break. We're, we're we're overdue for a recipe. They're Not so a recipe. We're overdue for a break. Ray is uh, coming up in just a second. 210-308-8867. Ray, don't go anywhere. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 938 a.m. And 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Don't forget, uh, if it's bugging you, and I talked to Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control and Termites. Did he out say, about. talk to you? He did. <laughs> we talked, but he was uh, just getting ready to, to leave and go to a, a termite inspection. Termites have, uh, he's getting, they're getting lots of termite calls. So if uh, your neighbors are noticing them, you may be noticing them too. And you do have a solution. It's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, and there's lots of different information. But they've been doing this since 1976. And there's lots of information on their website, GoSpiderManPest.com, about what they do and how it all works. Uh, but, yeah, if you want a place it's going to come and treat them and treat you right and make sure that you, you have that confidence that they're done right. You want to call Warren Remy and uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. The number is 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. And the website where you can find the information or just learn more about Spider-Man and all the things they do is uh, go GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. Ray is on the line at 210 Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey Ray, welcome to the show. Photographer Ray. Oh, it may be. Is this photographer Ray? Hey, Ray, hey, Ray. and barbecue all the time. All right. All right. So, um, uh, the cold weather killed uh, all of my citrus. Uh, 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 two of them had been in the ground for ten years. It killed them completely, and it killed my mijo and the tejo. Um, oh, no. Yeah, but I got I got a, a red uh, or like a red orange that he died all the way to his toes, but he's got six six um, uh, little deals coming out of him. Three, uh, four are the trifolia, and two are the. The actual type of orange, because it's only got two leaves, you know, a couple of segmented leaves, two of those. But the other four are are the trifolia, which is that, that sour orange thing. But yeah, uh, right. my my question is this. Do I cut those off and leave just the good ones, the good science on there? For sure. Wait, okay. wait a minute now. They, just they, so you they throw just... all the way to the ground? Not... Yeah, all the way to the ground, but it sprouted, it sprouted from the um, from the a little bit from the graft and a little and mainly from the uh, rootstock. Okay, so uh, okay, the one the well, ones from the graft you... are the are the uh, the original orange, the two segmented okay. leaves, and the other four are the trifolia, which is the sour orange. And right. that's what I'm, my question is: Do I cut those off and just leave the two good ones? So they Absolutely. can. Tr- I would. Okay. All right. And I would. Uh, you got. You still got. You still. You'll still have questions about the two, but the 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 four should be pretty clear that they're trifolia. Yeah, the root want stuff. to control yeah. them. Yeah. So, uh, that's, well, that's that good. Is that question. a blood a blood orange? Yeah, yeah. It's a red uh, red navel, I think. Red navel orange. No, wait a minute. It's a uh, pomelo, a, a Valentine pomelo. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Different. So, uh, yeah, I they're don't know different. The hot, different. cold hardiness, though. Well, so, I mean, uh, okay. Well, good luck. Sorry about okay. your uh, hey. satsumas. And, uh, yeah. and how well, about your, your lemons and limes? They're done for, too? They're done. Um, but I, um, I bought a. 
I bought a red navel. That's why I was kind of confused. I bought a red navel and kept them inside over the winter. And he's got fruit, and he's doing good. And uh, I'm not going to mess with citrus no more. I'm just going to give them to my uh, nephew in the valley. <laughs> Let him deal with them. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot a lot of us that are questioning our what our next strategy well, is going to be and how many plants we're going to put back in that backyard. Yeah. Well, I, well it, I, did, it, I remember customers didn't even blink. Yeah, no. The the day after the the day that after or the weekend after this after the freeze hit, uh, this place this place was full of customers re, re, replanting their citrus. And in fact, the Mexican, the Mexican lime and the Meyer lemon supply is, yeah, yeah. is pretty good right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're masochist slash optimist. And at my age, <laughs> Sounds good. At my age, I can't afford another 20 years waiting for something to get fruit. I'm just going to buy my fruit at HB and be done with it. I'm too old. Oh, oh, you sound uh, like no, Jerry. No, 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 yeah. Jerry, no, oh, no offense, Jerry. Uh, you know, you're <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. No. Okay, well good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye Ray. Bye bye. Bye two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. I was so I'm surprised that there aren't more people that have that uh, we haven't had I, that expressed. Too. I didn't. I didn't think there would. I thought there were sour people on uh, citrus. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, the day after the freeze, people were carrying good yeah. citrus out. Here. Well, we get, but we we had some reaction where they they explained what it, their plants looked like, mm-hmm. and they expressed a little pessimism. But then there was this. Hope at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me this is not yeah. true. What I what it looks like. Tell me this is not true. And then we we sat on the other end and said, Yeah, it sounds like they're dead. Uh, Milton's Milton's dead. No, he did not say that. Milton uh, did not say that. Uh, hopefully, they got their pictures out, Milton. Maybe so. Oh, the truth. You, you and and that poor got, woman that called. Uh, I think she was our first call. Wasn't yeah, she? I think she was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I told you Valde or somewhere out in there. I can't remember. For, the, for those people that that uh, need some encouragement about this, uh, all you have to do is pick up Calvin's column for yesterday. And uh, he, he'll give you all the encouragement that you probably need. Uh, let's see. He starts out the first paragraph. Uh, talking about the slim pickings for the birds in landscapes because of the heat and dry weather of last summer and fall. Then we had the near record cold spells in the winter that killed some of their habitat plant, habitat plants and food. Things aren't looking up. Here, here comes a pep talk by Calvin. Things aren't looking up. The days already are getting seriously warm, and we are going into our third year of lower than average rainfall. Here's how you can help all the birds, uh, birds all summer long. And he talks about putting up a feeder for the uh, birds, and they've got a nice picture there. But uh, 
He says, things are not looking up. Well, we mostly emphasize the bird bass and uh, yeah. Hummingbird, yeah. hummingbird feeders. Yeah, so you may find honeybees, golden-fronted woodpeckers, and house finches. Those house finches are cute little things. Yeah, those pink, pink-flowered, uh, pink-colored yeah. things. I, I sit in my back, backyard in uh, Braun Station. I've uh, seen several pairs of redbirds, cardinal. Oh, yeah. For some reason. I, I mean, I have seen them in the past. They usually feed early in the morning or late in the evening. But this year, I've looked out on my patio out there, and I see something like four or five pairs. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, in the in the article. I, based on the, the our experience, yours and mine, yeah. and, uh, I expect people will uh, in a typical San Antonio uh, landscape will see ten different species if they've got a couple of bird baths yeah. out there. So, uh, Just like we did, and they they must not have bothered the freezing must not have bothered the, the cardinals because uh, of course we have cardinals in Tennessee too, a lot of them. Yeah, but and, they're and but they, they, we get that little, cold temperature they're a every slow. year. Slow. I mean, they're it's already almost May. Yeah, and they're uh, not not doing as much nesting as I expect <laughs> would have expected. Yeah, our bodies tell us that it's March because of all the cold weather for yeah. such a long period of time. Uh, but uh, Kevin talks about how important water is, too. Uh, we have, still haven't have, had enough rain to have uh, available water in the wild. A tenth of an inch we got the other day. Wow. Was as more as was it was more useful the day because it stayed overcast. Yeah. Oh, and kind of drizzly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you didn't get a lot of uh, evaporation or a lot of water movement out of the root system. Of course, there was no water in the root system. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, so again, as uh, Jerry always reminds us, if you got plants in containers now, there, there, there's no surplus water in there. Yeah. They need to be watered again. <laughs> Even though it's misted, huh? I mad. I imagine it's been so dry, because people, a lot of people, don't think about watering in the winter when it's cold or cool. But that root system is growing all summer. I mean, all winter, and uh, definitely needs to stay moist to feed to provide uh, nourishment to the, those roots. And in the meantime, fill up the bird bath. Yeah. And Calvin talks about in this week in the garden, uh, it's time to fa- uh, plant fall, fall, summer, some for summer color. And he says plant vincas, moss, moss roses, purslane, and cosmos. Now, is that it? Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, begonias and pensas are effective in the shade. Try whopper begonias for a big, bigger punch of color. Uh, you know. Uh, so he's not recommending zinnias this year. No. Well, I think no. I, in the article <laughs> I mentioned that my my uh, 
grand plan for zinnias kind of flopped because there's no uh, the, the demand was so high and yeah. uh, and uh, for some reason the wholesale production was not there. I guess they the wholesale growers were really too negative. wet, too cold. They didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. Yeah. But uh, they're gradually making a comeback. I can't understand that. They don't want to spend, spend all the money. And, and it also was hard for them to keep staff, I think, uh, <laughs> during that period. Yes, uh, that's true. Uh, and the, the uh, COVID the epidemic kept the, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the workers at these wholesale places, transplant producers, uh, stayed home, wouldn't come to work. Yeah, well. Because they were worried about the, and the virus. No yeah. Medical, yeah, no medical insurance. It was, right. Yeah. It was a tough So time. there was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on <laughs> that took its toll on some. Uh, and the net result, no Dreamland Zinnias. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, I saw, I was amused that uh, I saw two, two young people. I think they were uh, young people carrying out an entire flat of the uh, of begonias, mm. and uh, one one of them had all white begonias. You know the the little the little begonia it comes in in uh, white many different colors, yeah. red. And uh, I don't, I don't know if uh, there's a Whoppers, I know they come in red, of course. Red and pink. I don't know that red I've seen pink. any white, though. Okay. But, uh, gosh, but the, the foliage is nice. i got to look and see if my Whoppers are doing anything. I don't think they are. Oh. Really? Are yours doing stuff? Yeah, they look Are they good. coming back? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I planted all new ones. Oh, you got all new ones. Okay. All right. It makes a difference. Y'all yeah. told me to wait, and telling me uh, to wait and procrastinate is... Uh, Pretty much what I wanted to do anyway. So. Do you see any new growth down at the bottom of the plant? Mm, I haven't looked. I don't, yeah, oh, no, okay. I don't know. Anyway. It should be obvious if there is. Yeah, I don't see much. <laughs> I think we got a weed that's coming up in the pot. That's about it. it I hate it, we- Maybe a sustainable weed. It may be. For summer. You know, speaking of sustainable weed. <laughs> uh, hang on, we need to take a break. So I'll, I'll, I will get you caught up with sustainable weeds in just a moment. About 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9:30 a.m. The answer. Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was sweet. As rain upon my tongue, I teased at life as if it were a foolish game. And happy birthday to Roy Clark, whose birthday falls April 15th as we celebrate April birthday. All right, 210-308-8867. Real quick, talk to you about Wild Birds Unlimited. Uh, Because when... um, we, uh, when Calvin was talking about the hummingbirds in the water, that's exactly what Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited Northwest Military and Hebner Road was talking about. He was saying that if you want to, we were trying to figure out how to create the recorded commercial, and he said, yeah, the, the two things that you can be doing right now is get the right feeder, 
uh, that to uh, make sure that you've got water for the birds, and that'll that'll bring them. Um, you they're they're looking for it. So if you're supplying that that water feature, uh, the birds will come. So uh, find out more by going over there to Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military, and visiting with Kyle or Bill or anybody. We got to get some. Uh, uh, I'll get you some other names of folks to ask for because uh, there are so many nice uh, employees over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. That aren't, you, uh, that aren't so old. Uh, yes, the just just. Bill. Yeah. Stop picking on Bill. <laughs> All right. 210-479-BIRD is the number. 479-B-I-R-D. And um, you can give him a call at Wild Birds Unlimited. So when last we left, <laughs> Calvin was saying, speaking of sustainable winter well, grasses. I, I was... Uh... I, I one of the emphasis that Jerry and I give the give the presentation on twelve months of color or uh, plants to use in the landscape, and I was going through reviewing mine, and there was the horse herb there, and I, <laughs> you know, I have not seen a, I don't think I've seen a horse herb in my yard. I haven't either. And uh, so the, the the strange thing, the weather has done strange things. Yeah, but I want to encourage you, Calvin, to not give up on horse herb because it shall return. I'm just wa- wondering if uh, Evelyn is, in fact, leading a conspiracy. It may be. That's, I, that has crossed my mind. And she has been so, very effective. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to get her hopes up that uh, they've it's gotten rid of last horse forever. Right? Yeah, Evelyn yeah, has figured out how to get rid of her horse herb <laughs> and everybody else's. She's she's <laughs> listening to the show, going. But <laughs> 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 just keep in mind the uh, hundreds of thousands of seeds. Those things have every bloom makes a multitude of seed. And uh, that seed drops on the ground and can lay there for several years before it germinates. That almost sounds to me like he's uh, given up on the perennial Uh, conditions and uh, (laughs) relying on reseeding. Absolutely. A lot cheaper. We won't let Trace here say that. (laughs) I was really reading Calvin's article. Uh, I think we, a lot of us, have been very patient with it. With what? With his articles. Oh, why? <laughs> why? What was the call to be patient for his articles? It says, keep squirrels away from feeders by using seed and suet flavored with pepper. Okay. Well, don't the poor squirrels deserve to eat something? Weren't they affected by the cold weather? I think that Can't you have some compassion? I have a feeling the squirrels have enough feed sources that you're, you're just <laughs> kind of they put them put kind of giving them the gourmet food. Uh, right? <laughs> I mean, I think people that know Jerry from his younger life the yeah. won't, wouldn't believe that this I is think the same Jerry. I'm trying he's to, trying to make up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before it's too late. <laughs> squirrels and sparrows and cockroaches and cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> next, <laughs> next he'll be he'll be adopting the the. Rats. I uh, got good news and I got bad news. On what? The, the... <laughs> the bad news, well, I guess that could be good news too, is those inchworms. Yeah, they have seem died. to be. Yeah, they seem to be less. Uh, yeah, they have a. 
uh, short life. They all were going to turn into butterflies and be flying around the house. Well, our, our our author discusses those inchworms. What do they become? Well, they they're they're cat uh, moths. But yeah, but so, uh, so you probably have lots of moths in your house. He, he agrees small. with that analysis that Jerry just made. It he says don't. Don't get over uh, rot by those. They aren't going to be there long. Right. And he ta- talks about how they're just part of that oak whole community and an hey. important part. And so uh, let them well, do their thing. Yeah, and it was interesting. And, it, and we'll get to uh, Pete in just a second. Is it so? His argument was your tendency is to spray them yeah. and kill them. And if you do that, then the. The good predators, like some of the birds that eat some of the bad things that you don't want, there are fewer of those, or they, they're not as active in your area, so that you have to keep spraying. And he was saying there was this perpetual cycle of, of yeah. sp- a spraying. And I think he related, he related that one of the things he does with his classes is he has them come and watch the wasps. And the bird, oh, the bird eat those yet. caterpillars. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just a constant. Uh, you talk about a, a plenty of food for them there for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I never believed that. or never understood that until Malcolm Beck uh, yeah. told me about it. Malcolm would like this book. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, he he liked to tear the. Uh, web web worms nest open and let those uh, go in there and get them get it kill them but uh the what's up they and i saw i decided i had a mulberry tree out at the greenhouse and uh i just said well i'll try this out and so i tore one end of it open and uh, those wasps were in there eating that larvae uh, within, within. Real quick, 210, before we have to go to break, 210-308-8867. Hi, Pete. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. Pretty good for an old guy. <laughs> What's going on, Pete? I got a, I had three. Two of them died, I guess, from drought conditions over several years and just kind of fell over. But I still had one Chinese tallow in the front yard here that isn't showing any signs of life. And I'm wondering if it's the cold got it or um, I know they're not how that old, desirable of a tree. How old is the tree? Well, I've been here 30 tree? years, and it was here when I got here. So. Oh, my God. They're sensitive to Yeah, does it turn... Uh... Turn cut. Does it have color in the fall? Yes. Yeah, the leaves get kind of reddish and yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but there's well, not a green speck on it this year. So. It may. It's possible it'll come back from the roots. Or you can do like Milton does and say, "Kiss, kiss a goodbye." I did not say that. <laughs> He knows better. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've seen one come back from the roots. Well, we don't have many tallows around. Not left. Uh uh-uh. uh There, twenty years ago, there were. Oh yeah. But I didn't know I how cold hardy they were. So. 
I don't think I think they're a soft wooded tree, and uh, I don't think they're very cold. And they're short lived. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But they have fall color. Uh, that that's the red tree uh, that ter- that turned red uh, in, first thing in the fall. And every time I see one, some just screaming out there by itself. Uh, <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> It uh, makes me want to plant a tallow, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think any many nurseries, if any, sell tallow. Oh, well, not anymore. But uh, if you want to try something, and the wood, the top is dead, or in other words, the branches are brittle and dry, uh, just cut it off. Start cutting it off from the top. And cut it off till you see green wood. If you don't see green wood all the way to the ground, but otherwise, uh, you just have to wait and see. Does that help you, Pete? Yes, sir. Okay, thanks. All right. Good luck to you. Thanks. Yep. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of today's show. Um, Just how, listening to that call or thinking about that call. Yeah. Uh, t- thinking about one of Chinese tallow to come by. Mm-hmm. I think of Garth Brooks's song. Thank God for unanswered prayers. No, you don't like the Chinese stuff. No, I nobody does. What Pete did? <laughs> but anyway, just uh, well, ta- tallow was one of those uh, in our oak book. That was pro- probably one of those. Uh, oh, is it one he relate- didn't like? Well, that. Uh, you, uh, your initial response, uh, you look at it, it would be a valuable uh, addition to a, an yeah. environment. Especially for that fall color. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean in terms of the birds and the yeah, insects and, and everything, it really seed. isn't much a lot of, of seed. Uh, yeah, it really isn't much of an addition. They're just limited. He's talking about a book we're going to interview the author for, I believe, next Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's called Oaks. Yeah. And, uh to be real interesting. Yeah. So if you uh, are into uh, the environment and uh, and especially oaks, th- this this guy is not uh, the author is, is a good not, writer. Not a yeah, he's a good writer and he's uh, practical, realistic. Yeah. yeah, I liked his expression. Ecology is not brains. <laughs> philosophy in his book. All right. Another another thing we haven't uh, talked much about. Uh, we're hoping. That the onions didn't get uh, badly damaged. I told you that uh, Dr. Larry Stein uh, had a meeting and uh, Bruce Frazier showed up. And he said it didn't do anything to their onion increase or spring. Mm, that's good. Uh, it didn't do anything to onions but nip the tops, uh-huh. which they cut off anyway. Yeah. Didn't when do they, anything when to mine in the garden either. Yeah. Look good. But I'm wondering, <laughs> I don't think an onion, unless these new varieties are much better than I thought, I don't think an onion can stand that kind of cold uh, without bolting. In other words, uh, uh, it's like, uh, if they froze to the point that, uh, you know, they were 
really damaged. Hey, we got to take a quick break. So hang on. Be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. This is a hard one. No, it's not. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And you can come on out and ask your gardening question in person too. Frank is on the line. He's called us with a rose bush question. Hi, Frank. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, it's a simple question, I believe. Uh, I've got one rose bush that um, I think it's a type of rose bushes that you see uh, on entrances to subdivisions where they plant them for color and they just water them, but they don't do much anything else. I assume they don't. Anyway, it's in full sun. I've got uh, it's in the middle of a mulch bed, maybe six by six. So I've got some rocks around it. Anyway, it bloomed. It's blooming now. It looks really nice. But typically in the summer, uh, even though I water, uh, I don't get any blooms anymore. So I was wondering if I needed to feed these rose bushes on throughout the summertime, or or is it because they're in such intense heat. I'm in the Holotus area. Uh, I, I mean, it's everywhere, but it, it, do I need to do something? Just to see if I can get more blooms out of this bush. Well, do, is it ever fertilized? Well, that's my point. It, it's, I've never fertilized it. I've, I've just left it in the ground and watered it. And the blooms come out in the spring, and then that's all I see. So uh, I just didn't know if I needed to fertilize, if that, if that might be, uh, do the trick for this. Uh, I, you know, maybe it's a stupid question, but I, I just, just wanted no, to find it's, out. It's not, it's not any stupider than uh, we have. <laughs> get, have <laughs> well, there you go. I think he's using my gardening method uh, yeah. on his fertile. <laughs> you're, you, apparently you have adopted my fertilization plan. This, uh, this which call, is this which is done. This I, caller I, wants to know if uh, I, I envisioned yellow snow when I was walking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Bad, bad joke. Bad okay. Joke. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, he's got a got a rose. Uh, does great in the spring and does poorly in the summer. That's and, and he doesn't and, water. and he doesn't fertilize it. No, he waters it. It doesn't yeah. fertilize, no, fertilize it. All right. Well, that sounds like every rose everywhere. Uh, All roses perform wonderfully in cooler temperatures and not so great when it's hot. Yeah. Right. Uh, Also, when you water, do you water their heads or do you water just the dirt? Um, Well, here's a couple of things. I I was watering the dirt, and then I was spraying the heads just because it was so hot. I thought I should water the head, uh, but then I heard that if the sun gets so hot that the water beads uh, actually act like a like a, a, a glass and actually burns the, right, the so leaves. So I didn't know yeah. what that's, that's that's true, but you should be having you should be watering early in the morning, not late in the evening, and never put water on their heads. Oh, so okay. Even that magnifying glass thing is halfway right. You're you're opening yourself up to have fungal problems anytime you get the foliage. Okay, right. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then uh, uh, just a little fertilizer periodically. Well, we eat three times a day, uh, and it really okay. just depends on what kind of fertilizer you're using. If you're doing Osmocote, then you're probably talking every two to three months, depending on how hot it is. 
Uh, if you're doing a water-soluble, you're doing it every two weeks. If you're doing an organic, you're doing that once every four to six weeks. So okay. every product is going to have its own uh, designated time frame. Now, the one I like is the uh, Fertilome Systemic Rose Food because that's going to have okay. an insecticide built into it, so it lessens your chances for having problems. That's what I'm telling on mine. Okay. That sounds great. I'll give it a shot. Good luck. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, thanks. You, you know me, Milton. I'm all about prevention. Yes, you are. If I don't have to break out a sprayer, I, yeah. don't, want, I don't want to break it out. That's a good idea on that. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. You had a question off the air, Calvin. What were you all talking about? Oh, it was a, a red oak that was uh, showing some obvious freeze damage. Uh, lots of uh, smaller stems that had uh, yeah. weren't weren't showing new leaf, and then but close to the trunk, there were there was some uh, leaf formation, and I've I've got I've, I've got a pattern like that in my, in my yard too, uh, and uh, I. I think it. Uh, what it indicates is that there will be some pruning that that person has to do yeah. on that tree, but but that basically it's going to be. You just have to reshape it a little. Bit. Are these mature trees? They, this this one was uh, relatively mature, uh, twenty five feet tall. Oh yeah, that's really yeah, funny. and it, it reminded me too of the how the oh. Uh, Mexican uh, Mexican uh, olive yeah. are are re- recovering too with all the the leaves or the new growth right near the trunk yeah and then you just uh, just let it develop a bit a ways out there before you do all the cutting of the dead wood out yeah uh, I want to ask uh, uh, Trace if uh, is there a fruit tree spray organic <laughs> uh, Kevin writes to keep peaches, plums and other fruit blemish free the developing fruit needs to be sprayed every week with malathion or carburet yes well, which are both insecticides Yeah. so yes there is an insecticide that I would use called a pyrethrin mm-hmm. um, that would be safe to spray on them Okay. Uh, but uh, you hadn't mentioned anything about fungicides, so uh, no. yeah, yes. The, is there it, it, one just, that's got a fungicide and insecticide? Not, not, not organic. Oh, okay. I have a, I have. Well, a, actually, they just use sulfur. I, I have a erythrum uh, and sulfur. I have a pre-done one that's got uh, uh, malathion, carbaryl, and a fungicide in it. Wow. But not one that's yeah organic like that. Well, a lot of—I don't know a lot—but some gardeners attempt to do the. They use sulfur in the in the prethrum, and uh, I don't—I don't know if the results are great. Well, so the the product that we used to have that that I really really liked for tomatoes was pyrethrin and sulfur, and it actually the sulfur. Uh, used to to prevent or not prevent but slow down spider mites yeah uh but the manufacturer stopped making it so you almost have to make your own 
It must have been. Respect. It must have worked. That's why they quit making it. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, though, when they used to have sulfur in the in the air in yeah. terms of pollution, there there was a, a lot less uh, <laughs> fungal action, but. Yeah, because the, the sulfur was an issue. Ninety-year-old grandma <laughs> used to use sulfur. She's older, obviously. Well, years ago, sulfur worked. I mean, it's, it's an insecticide and a fungicide. Yeah, right. Sort of. It is. But anyway, I, well, I just wondered if there was. Well, I used to for years. I I would give the here's the, here's an organic. Uh, uh, I would. How would I state this? I'd say, if you if you want to try organic controls, here's one to try. Okay. And I'd never never overstated how effective it was. Yeah, we we never have. Uh, before when that occurred, we didn't have spinosad, spinosad, and that's supposed to be a good contact. Okay. I, I tried uh, some organic on my peach orchard, and uh, Uh-oh. I didn't didn't have the results that I needed for. In other words, it didn't work worth a damn. Is that right, Kevin? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure some people say, well, I uh, probably didn't do it right. Uh-huh. There's somebody on the button, Milton. Yeah, I think we need someone on the button. If again. the opinion is purely Jerry's. And- <laughs> Yeah, the truth is purely my, okay. my contact. That, uh, that, that one part wasn't what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, okay. But shift, uh, switching between malathion and carbaryl certainly did work. And yeah. then, then the well, that's, captan that's the, and... That's uh, the product that I'm talking balotan. about. That has a combination. It's malathion, carbaryl, and a, and a fungicide, too. So Yeah. I uh, pre- that, that's, that's, the, that's the easiest choice because you don't have to think. Everything's already all in one. And, and it works. Proven to work. That is strictly the... Opinion of, uh, opinion of a, a person that had a peach orchard, for, uh, <laughs> professional peach, peach orchard for How 10 years. How significant are blemishes to peaches? They can't, they won't sell? What? That's right. Is oh, that yeah. Right? They, uh, got, they got, well, would you buy a If you peach? went to H-E-B and bought a peach, would you buy it with a blemish or would you look for one that didn't have it? Uh, I guess you'd look for one that didn't have it. So, And uh, that's that's the reason we had such a good uh, run with uh, Kenneth Hoffman down in Poteet. When he had that hailstorm on his uh, oh. uh, Florida Kings, and uh, he couldn't move them, who could? And he, huh. he, uh, Kenneth used to sell in in uh, Houston and all over the Texas, state so of Texas. When that happens, you got to find a new market. So you yeah, got somebody making peach cobbler. Oh, you can sell. Oh, oh yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you can sell a few on a roadside stand. Yeah. But, gosh, you, you know, you're, you're talking about acres and acres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were beautiful peaches. i never forget they were just beautiful peaches because he'd tend them and everything done like Kenneth was a But good they had hail fruit damage fruit. on them? Yeah. Huh. Huh. People would pick up the fruit and say, oh, hail. Uh, huh? No. Oh no! That was that was a, 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 a noble effort. Didn't, didn't make it. Okay. There you go. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Um. I see Calvin left his zinnias out of the 
planting fall color, summer color. A summer color. I'm guessing that that may be a, an issue, a copy of the newspaper that only you got. Right, right, uh, right. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, Did you really leave Zinnia's out? Well, uh, you you got to quit recommending. Oh. <laughs> He's going to do a People whole article things. about Zinnia's. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> it's a mini-series on Netflix. It's going to, Zinnia's. Those really are pretty ones. large containers you got at the end. Those dream, dreamlands, yeah. They, they are, uh, they're going to be spectacular when they all start yeah, blooming. Yeah, yeah. Well, they just got bud, closed bud. Well, nobody's touching them right now. That's right. When they bloom, when they, they bloom, will. they're going to be gone. The good, the good news is that uh, zinnias are useful over a long season. So little bit, you know, you can still plant them in May and June and one July, yeah, August and September. Are those are those are dwarfs. Are those small, smaller? The ones in those big pots are Dreamland. Yeah. So okay. That's, that's the big bloom short grower. Really tight, beautiful colored. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I can't remember, Trace. When did did I? When would I have normally gotten this, the uh, stevia here? Is that a now. spring? Is it now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Generally. Generally, I know. Generally, April is the best selection of herbs. Okay. Oh, okay. But not this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we do have herbs. We yeah. We don't have that one. You got any more of the, uh, what is it, the catnip? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, uh, did your catnip ever attract? Uh, oh yeah. Didn't? Okay. It uh, several times. It, it grew back. Oh wow. And uh, you like cats? Yeah. Huh? You like cats? Well, no. Are you, are you giving away one? Do you? No, I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to picture why you try to bring cats. <laughs> well, my son loves them. Okay. So, and uh, we got a schnauzer inside the house that. Uh, Done like the cats on this patio. Uh, Calvin also says it is time to plant okra. All right. And uh, do we still have Oscar okra here? I think I have seed. Yeah, the seed, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have seed. The the seed is, is older. And uh, so you'll you'll want to plant plant it pretty thick. Uh, well, probably the best way to do it is. What about the uh, the old put it in a glass of water thing? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. You read my mind, man. I'm sorry. Don't, don't go there, Trace. I sure hope not. <laughs> don't start reading his mind. You don't want to know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, to what Trace is talking about on okra seed, it's a good idea to uh, to uh, soak them in uh, in water overnight. And then uh, you, in there, you, in there, think about some floating and some not. Yeah, the one that one that float, uh, you throw them away, which nobody will do. So you you separate them out. You you plant the ones that don't don't float that sink, and it started to swell, get bigger with water as they imbibe water, and then. Uh, after you plant the good seed, you go back and plant the bad seed on top of the good seed. And because some of that bad seed that floats will germinate. Oh, wow. Or you can put them in a, if you want to do it a simple, clean way, just take two paper plates or porcelain plates and uh, put some moist paper towel in there 
put your seed on top of the uh, the uh, paper towel and then put a, another layer of paper towel, uh, a moist paper towel on, on top and keep them in a room, a room temperature location. Hey, Trace, uh, hang a second, because Bud's got a question about the product that you were mentioning. Bud is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, good. What's going on? If I heard it correct, this product has malathion, carbaryl, and fungicide. Correct. All, all, all in one. Yep. Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm assuming it's a liquid. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, bonide, now, bonide is the brand name. Oh, Bonide. But it's concentrate, is it? It's concentrate. It's a combination of all those things already in one bottle. So I have to follow instructions to mix it. Always. Right. They, okay. they make instructions for a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on reading and following the instructions. I guarantee you that. <laughs> well... Uh, of course, of course, with with uh, insecticides and herbicides and everything, the instructions are the law. Yeah. Now, malathion and carbaryl—they're both insecticide. Right, uh, but malathion is contact, carbaryl is an ingestion. So the malathion works for the little bugs, and the carbaryl works for the bugs that actually chew. Does that include worms? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you have some worm issues, bud? Now, side, well, side I thought. Have had. Car- <laughs> right is now, going... I don't even have a garden going. I intend to get back into my regular uh, Good. program. Okay, so so carbaryl is the next insecticide that's gone. Oh. Uh, so I don't know how many more years I'm going to get this same product. And uh, carbaryl by itself, I can only get it in dust and then I'm ready to use. I can't get the concentrates anymore. So uh, for now, we've for now we've got the combination, but uh, eventually the carbaryl will be taken out of it. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. You uh, know what the hell? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, this this carbaryl is this, uh, lower this. than aspirin. Uh, now, so that's now, the now this, What's that, this product. This product here can be used on uh, tomato plants and fruit, pepper plants sure. and uh, fruit. There's going to be a there's going to be a harvest day wait period, uh, and it'll tell you on the on the label what that is. Uh, yeah. But but uh, it, it's it's approved for fruit, so it should be okay for tomatoes. But you got to read the whole label because the the harvest day wait periods are going to be different. Oh yeah. For different yeah. crops. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's uh, like on green beans, uh, oh, yeah. turnips, potatoes, all the, all those things I can grow in my garden. I can use yeah. that for all of that. Pretty pretty yeah. much, yeah. 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 Well, my my grandmother used it for about 50, 60 years. Yeah, but that, that she lived to be 80. Be careful. Don't overstate because that's a different formulation. This is a fruit yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah, specialty. Yeah, yeah. But there was use of vegetables too back then, yeah. big time. Well, okay. Listen, I'll uh, I'll get off the phone with you. I'm interested Thanks, to Good hear the rest you. of um, uh, Jerry's 
uh, two layered, moist paper towels. Yeah. Oh, okay. What kind? What kind uh, of seeds is that for? All kinds. Well, at least you do that for everything. But the, he was talking yeah. specifically about the uh, Oscar okra. okra. Yeah. Sweet peas. Older seeds. Old seeds. Acorns. No, I guess acorns <laughs> don't layer, but we do float them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll we'll finish it up in a sec. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment, bud. So thank you for calling 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Gardening Gardening's Texas. Did you want to ask your question on the air, ma'am? Are you okay with that? Just just step a little closer and just start talking, and we'll get you. You don't have to touch anything. Just, I, I'm just looking, start a talking. I, I'm nope, looking nope, at nope, a, nope, I, Just start talking. I'm looking at a bug. Okay. We brought some bugs. Uh, they're all over our sago palm. I'd like to know what are they and are they harmful? Uh, what's left of your sago palm? Well, uh, it has shoots about that high now, about... 30, 40 of them. From the middle of the, the middle. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I think that's one out of four. The other three don't look so good. Okay. I look at the insect. Yeah. Uh, the that, bugs are all over the new green leaves. Yeah, that's a... But don't let the dogs... The, oh, the bugs are... Yeah. The bugs. The bugs. <laughs> Not the dogs, Calvin. Calvin's looking at the picture. Huh? All right. So yeah, it's, it's got a, it's got a, uh, oh yeah, probe there, Jerry. Yeah, that's a good picture. <laughs> good girl. Uh, it looks like some kind of in a ladybug uh, family. Larva. Yeah, one of the, one of the, you know, five or, or three or five different uh, life cycle. Yeah. Portions. I th- I think these are. Immature uh, in a ladybird. No, no. Even if they, even if they were, they wouldn't be any kind of threat. So your your uh, sago is it's not going to yeah. be a problem. You want to carry these back and put them back? Yeah. You you separated them from their family. Yeah, I know. Is, but that's is, good. Uh, is but, there any hope but, for but the other on, sagos yet? No. No. No, like Milton no, says. I don't say this. He says this. Kiss oh, okay. him. Kiss him goodbye. So but we we are. We, <laughs> if not, blame him. We are right, finally. Right. We are finally getting some reports. Yeah, we're getting some good that, reports. That some, we estimated that we thought that maybe fifty percent would survive, but they. And actually, your example is closer. They modified it and took it down to about ten to twenty percent. And you've got twenty-five percent. Yeah. Success, yeah. yeah. Four, that's right. But the new leaves are about that high now. Yeah, huh. they go fast. On some of them. On yeah. some of them. Okay, now, get, give the others one. a little bit one. more time. You might yeah. still get some more. Have you cut right. the dead fronds off? Pardon? Have you cut the dead leaves off? Uh, all except the few. Yeah, the, uh, you want to keep the top. The yeah. ones come out. One's the top, yeah. If, if that top growth is not is not is not green, not showing the green. Well, it, uh, on the stem, it has still has green. 
Okay, well that's that's hope a hope. Yeah, that's good hope. That's good hope. Yeah, if you can take the dead uh, fronds or leaves off and be careful. Be careful. They're, they're sharp. Yeah, they're sharp. Oh, yeah. But you can take the dead leaves off unless you like the color brown. You know, brown is a color. So he's, he's leaving it out there, he, breaking his being uh, funny, yeah. but not not yeah. very funny. Uh, <laughs> very funny. No. No. Well, thanks for being You bet. Thanks for coming in. Thanks put for being those, on the air. Put those back with the other fam. All right. 210-308-8867. Evelyn is on the line. Y'all are in trouble now. Hi, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I heard my name mentioned again. I guess I'm pretty popular, huh? You are pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be a bad mouth in that serve just yet. It's, uh, I, I think it's know. Like I'm holding my breath. It doesn't show up, but I don't think it'll be there, I'm sure. I bet I bet if you would go out there and water uh, those dry sections where that horse herb is, uh-huh. that uh, do, do it thoroughly, maybe an hour or two uh, sprinkler in one spot. When are, I'm waiting for you to start laughing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and, uh, the water you know. more than that horse herb does. Uh, what I was calling about is, what was the name of that product y'all were just talking about? Well, it's a it's a fruit and vegetable. Come, I guess I'll go get the. It was a bone eye product. Yeah, it's a bone eye product. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. It's a bonite. B O N I D E. B-O-N-I-D-E. And that's the company that makes it, but we're not sure. We can go. We'll, we can go find out the it's next a, break. For, it's a fruit and. Oh, Calvin is going to go now. I pro- think. Probably. Okay. <laughs> probably the only one that's uh, cleared or has. Fruit and vegetables on the on the list. Okay. What are you growing, Evelyn? I've got green beans that have uh, ready to bloom, and I have onions and Swiss chard. And I Did you? Wow. Are your onions large? They're pretty good size. I'm really surprised because they were just flat on the ground. I thought they were goners, but they they look pretty good. I'm surprised. Okay. And well, they're I'm not boasting yet. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see how many of those do fly, bolt or flower. Wouldn't they uh, be bolting by now? Because they're pretty uh, good size. Yeah, that's that's the size that are, are vernalized. Uh, in other words, are, are ready to flower. Okay. Or bolt. Uh-huh. But... Uh, uh, they they got slowed down obviously, and uh, and uh, if you use some of the short day onions, uh, they usually mature, fall over and mature uh, about June. Huh. Well, mine do. So, they are earlier, usually oh, in May. Okay. Usually in yeah. May. Oh. Okay. Do you know what varieties do you planted? It's a Grand the, X, ten fifteen. Yeah, ten fifteen. Okay, that's a, a improved uh, granite grano. Mm-hmm. And I so, moved uh, a couple of plants of the red from my son-in-law's. <laughs> okay, there you go. He likes hot, uh, pungent onions, huh? Yes. Oh no. Oh, Kevin got the product. Okay. 
Bonite Fruit Tree Spray. Fruit Tree Spray. Oh, it's not labels for vegetables. So Calvin's going to look at it in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, I, I bet you've used seven for a few years, haven't you? No, I have not. You know you seven? No. You can use it for roses along with fruit. Calvin's got the label. <laughs> Cherries, grapes, peaches, fruit trees in all stages, strawberries. He's still looking. It's a big... <laughs> Did you say... Cherries? Yeah. Apples. I'm pretty sure if you plant a cherry tree uh, well, in this area, it, it, that, that product will kill a cherry tree. Oh, wow. Yeah. It would die anyway. Oh, I see now. Spray it with that product. <laughs> How about yeah, horse herb? No, it will not kill horse herb. <laughs> this, this is... Uh, Complete fruits tree spray concentrate, and uh, so use, it can be used for vegetables. Apples, then. cherries, grapes, strawberries. No, it's pieces, not labeled for vegetables, is what he's saying. Ornamental evergreens and flowers, and that's the limit of the label. No vegetables. No vegetables. You, oh, no vegetables. <laughs> Suppose you just plant spraying the flowers on the tomato plant. I was hoping yeah. it could be used for spider mites, but I guess not. No, for se- seven is notorious for increasing spider mite population. Um, I certainly don't need that. I guess malathion would be the, about the only thing that you could use for spider mites. They, they, they've still got calthane, but all they've got is uh, summer oil in it, I think. Oh, I don't know. All right. You know they took they took calthane off the market. Yeah. I used to use working, that. So, that worked working, pretty good. But yeah, it was working so well. Yeah, that's why they, they took it off. That was it one of the well. they took off, and then the main, main reason they said they took it off that uh, it had had uh, a byproduct of DDT in it. That's why it was working so good. Uh huh. But uh, the cow thing was pretty effective. But I guess the yeah. next thing on the list uh, would be use malathion. Thanks, Evelyn. Okay, I thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Calvin, for going to get that. All right, 210-308-8867, all the way from Johnson City. Oh, no. We've tried to block the calls. He just keeps getting through. I know. Johnson City, Joe, what's going on, Joe? What do you know? Well, one, one thing, y'all need to get a Texas map about where where things are in Texas. Why? But, but most of y'all, I don't think y'all are from Texas. Not originally. You're, you're going to go back to this mule shoe uh, bend? Yeah. Or, yeah, mule shoe it's bend. Yeah. It's, but uh, I was just wood. throwing that out there anyway. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But my real thing is is I've got a question. It's a legitimate question. 
And I did a lot of research on this, and I sent y'all information on it, but nobody responded. It's about mulch to help uh, production uh, and keep and good health of tomatoes. Yeah, I've uh, they've been fooling around with that red mulch and uh, several different. Uh, avenues uh one of the main things they first started using it for was uh it would uh repel aphids mm. on squash and things like that so uh they found that if they used a red mulch i just it, i just thought i would use yellow because i like yellow better than red oh well <laughs> no. that, several universities have done a lot of work on that red mulch thing now they, they were thought, using yeah, several, they compared it to black mulch and they compared it to clear mulch yeah and they seemed to get better production and healthier plants well, who was that? Who did that? Well, health. Now you asked me the. It's universities. <laughs> I think Clemson is one of them. I, th- I think they did three universities coincided, and uh, I did them in different parts of the country. Yeah. If I go back and look at it, uh, I, th- I think I set that in a in an article. Okay. But but anyway, you're saying that the red doesn't have really much to do to do with it. Well, I said uh, they found that. No, the, I was just teasing. Yeah. I <laughs> he he's he's serious about the red, and he's checked yeah. into it. That they repel uh, 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 aphids on. Uh, I think they use squash mainly. Uh, I know uh, Dr. Gerald Johnson, who used to be a uh, he's retired now. He was a fruit, he was a pathologist, plant pathologist, and he actually put out some different colored mulches to see if they would repel uh, aphids. And I, I helped him put out some of those when I was a young young fella, but. Uh, he never he never found any significant difference, uh, but uh, maybe 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 so it wouldn't hurt hurt to use them because what what the, the red mulch is doing is uh, is a uh, emitting the uh, red growing the uh, red. Uh, uh, light light frequency, and uh, th- they would say that would deter deter the uh, aphid population, and also it could help the uh, the plants because they're they they use the red light lean, red color lean to uh, to grow. Well, you know we talked about uh, planting the lettuce seed, Crawford lettuce seed, on top of the ground so they could be exposed to uh, to red light, the red light beam. And uh, if you don't if you don't do that, uh, they won't come, they won't germinate. That seed won't germinate. So there is something to it. 
that oh, makes no. me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know where I don't know where you can buy red moss. Oh yeah, you yeah. can buy it, uh, like uh, any of these. Uh, I don't I don't think I need a thousand yards of it, but uh, you can buy it in uh, a lot of these supply companies that sell. Uh, you know, to host uh, to big growers. Yeah. Uh, okay. and stuff like that but uh, they were also wrapping the cages with it now yeah. down here we used to wrap the cages with just clear plastic uh, if we wanted to get an early start on our tomatoes yeah like well, a greenhouse yeah rather than doing that uh, it's smarter to uh, rather than using some color of plastic uh, is to use that uh, grow web uh, cloth material. That, uh, use that. Yeah. Use because that. it gets because... airflow in there. Yeah. The reason why I quit using the clear plastic was because it seemed like my plants got uh, diseased quicker. Oh, yeah. Uh, it traps that heat in there. And mm. where you use this uh, grow fabric. Makes it more friendly for the yeah, Well, it's, it, uh, it uh, accumulates some heat, but not over 100 degrees. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started rolling that clear stuff up, and it was better, but uh, now I don't use it at all. Why is that? Uh, because I, I still I, I found out I'm getting a good production <laughs> okay i was uh i was going to mention this uh before we go off the air uh, i'm looking at the, the plants out here the tomato plants and other types of plants that they've got here and every all of those plants have burnt leaves on them from the uh -huh. wind it went oh, from as the hell wind. yesterday uh and uh to prevent that the only way to prevent that is to put that uh, cloth around the cage. You're, not, you, you, you're giving it a little uh, extra warmth when you need it, about four or five degrees cold protection. I lost uh, some of my cucumbers to the wind. Oh, yeah. They, get, they, they, know, really, they, they were, kind of got overextended, and yeah. the wind broke those flimsy stems off. And that, you know, uh, we, we, we think we're in spring now and everything's warmed up, but uh, we're not you know, over the winds so we're going to have. I do use on occasion because uh, I use, I, for some reason I got yards and yards of that black uh, uh, stuff you put down, a weed barrier. Yeah. And I wrapped the cages around that. Does that and, breathe? Huh? Is that like plastic or, or no, does that breathe? No, it's a weed barrier. It's, it's cloth. Black though, isn't it? I don't know if I'd do that or not. You don't know, huh? Uh -oh. Joe, I, I need to run to a break, okay? All right. Y'all don't. Y'all get you a map. All right. Thank you. I was looking at a map, Joe. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. James, thanks for waiting through the break. James, what's going on? This is great because we all know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's but true. I think it's going to be cold again. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in about, in about eight months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, uh, before I ask my question, I noted uh, yesterday or Thursday, I think it was, my flare hibiscus, which I was worried about, is, is, is sprouting out in two or three places. So that's a good sign. Oh, great. That's what it's supposed to do. Good. I didn't know how hardy it was or was not, but you no, know, it, it's going to make it. It looks like. Um, yeah, it's, hard, it's hardy. Them. It's hardy to Canada. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I knew it would grow in the water, but I didn't know it would grow that far north. Oh, that's good to yeah, know. Okay. The top, all, hey, what the I top call- always dies back. Yeah, right. Okay. What I called about last year when y'all had that Fandango uh, Queen's Crown, yeah. um, that that intrigued me. I've never grown Queen's Crown, but I, I'd love to look at it at old homesteads, especially up Fredericksburg, Comfort, and areas. Wherever I see it, I like it, downtown San Antonio. Oh, yeah. So when y'all had talked about that Fandango, of course, I had them hold four. I bought four knowing I would not be able to plant them last year because where I wanted to plant them, I knew that fence was coming down for some construction projects. The fence is back up. I finally put them in the ground Wednesday or Thursday of this week because they that they leafed out. Uh, they, they stayed out in the snow. I was worried about them. Uh, they didn't miss a beat. Um, they look good. They're green lush. Put them in the ground. Actually, a couple of them are blooming. My question mm-hmm. is, and I watered the ground real good pre-irrigated before I dug the holes. I'm in sand. Uh, do I fertilize them with some 1959 or just let them go this first year? I think I would let them go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they you'll may scare wishing. you. <laughs> you'll, you'll be <laughs> wishing they weren't growing so fast at some point. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got. I'm in the country. I've got a lot of room, and I've got a long. Uh, the the two fences. I actually put two and on one side, two on the other. The gate, but they're it's long chain, uh, not chain link, barbed wire fences. So they can run yeah. as far as they want to run. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, That's okay. the red one. And uh, yeah, don't have don't have any more of those. Hmm. Yeah, I did note though the the balloons on it because a couple of the the tendrils or whatever you call them, they're starting to bloom already, which I'm surprised about. But they're not a they're not a dark red; they're like a pinkish red. Is that is that supposed to be right? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's just had had more it's, red than pink in it. Yeah, the other, I think the traditional is like a coral, more of a coral pink color. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, this is exactly. a little darker. Okay. Okay. Coral vines, but don't, some people do. So do I fertilize them next year, or they don't ever really need fertilizer? Well, I, ne- I never fertilize mine. If you want to put out fertilizer, wait till next spring. Okay. Use, right. use 19.59, and may God have mercy. It's like Kevin's cat's claw. <laughs> well, I've got 200 feet of barbed wire uh, fence. I'm hoping they're gonna they're gonna run away. That's oh, what I'm they hoping. will. As long as you okay. give them enough water and that sand, they will. Yeah, that'll take off. Okay. 
Well, once they're established, because they're way out to the road, um, I don't really – well, I do have water out there. I take it back on that one side. So once they're established, how often do I need to water them, considering we're not going to get any rain this year? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they probably survive on once a week. Yeah, week or ten days. Okay, that, yeah, that often. Okay, every one to two weeks, and just yeah, water right. good. Okay, all, all right. right. Thank you. Thanks, James. You take care. Dean has got a question about butterfly vine at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Dean, welcome to the show. How you doing today? Uh, Dean, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you now. What's going on? Okay. I had a butterfly vine uh, up chain link fence. It froze back to the ground, and now it's coming back as a ground cover. How do I get it back up on the fence? Well, it'll just grow up there. <laughs> uh, did it Did it take it all the way back to the root system? Uh, that's what it looked like. Okay. Uh, so... Let it let see if it greens up out of out of length of the stem, uh, and if they if it doesn't if the stems have died from the cold, uh, then cut it back to green wood. Okay. If um, I imagine, yeah, where it's not alive. Yeah, it'll come. Well, it's coming back and... uh, as, as a ground cover. It's it's been there for years. Uh, it, right. As a ground cover, it's it's fully green now. Huh. So it's uh. Well, you to get it to climb, it doesn't doesn't have any a hole fast on it that uh, would make it climb like a fig ivy or something like that. But. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, to to keep it up, put it up on the fence. You're gonna have to take the long runners and uh, kind of tie them to little wires or whatever uh, as high as you can. And from that point on, I, I, they'll stick with the fence. I think. Okay. Uh, another how, question how on you, the. Again. How long have you had that plant? Uh, I'd say 15, 20 years. Wow. You get it in a nursery or did you just dig it up somewhere? No, it was in a nursery. I think it was Schumacher's, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay, yeah. They would have some of that. That's a antique uh, plant. Right. What about what was your uh, other question, Bush, Dean? Bush Morning Glory? Uh, oh, yeah. You have three of my... Three of my four, they froze, and the only one's coming back. Uh, any place you can turn me on to to find some more? We had them earlier. We've had uh, some, but not very many. But I wouldn't necessarily give up on where you yeah. ones you have because every time you have a chance of coming up. There you go. Okay, so if they don't come back, you'll normally have them in the springtime? <laughs> uh, there's nothing normal about this year. Uh, um, I understand. I don't, ha- I don't have a good answer. I actually had them yeah. in the fall. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, so I don't have a good answer. He could get on the wish list? He he could. Okay. You can get on the wish list and they'll call you when they come in? We'll try. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll come by and do that. What color did you get? Yeah, we had the pink. I was looking for the white, but uh, all we had was a pink. Yeah. I've got lots of seed of white and pink. Oh. So if the trace can't find them, 
we'll probably put them in the put them in pots or something and let them sell those. I got a lot oh, to okay. see. And yeah, I, I definitely scarify, like the white ones. I, yeah, I scarify them. In other words, treat them in acid for two hours. I, yeah. They'll come up just like beans. I did find some seeds out the botanical center several years ago, and they came up, but uh, I didn't get them in the ground in time. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what we can work out for you. Right. Okay. If we can't, if we can't find them, we'll... Uh... You know, Milton, that's a Milton-proof plant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I have the white one, too, and it's coming back. So, uh, you know, my mornings used to be, you know, drink my coffee, and I had one of those outside the door. And for some reason, the flies love those blooms. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, the assassin bugs love flies. <laughs> so I'd sit, there, I'd sit there and I'd watch battle going on, and it was pretty pretty uh, entertaining for months on end. Yeah, that, those blooms are big, and I'm like you. I've, I've noticed uh, pollinating insects uh, go to the bloom. Thank you, Dean. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you informed. All right, Trace, we're going to let you get the last word in. We just got well, come on over to Millburgers. There's uh, lots of uh, your gardening peers here and lots to choose and do from. And uh, so we encourage you to do that, 1640 Road. And guess what? You can join us next week uh, at Millburgers as we do the show live right here on the porch, uh, right at 1604 on Boulevard Road. On behalf of the docks, on behalf of the docks, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. I'm Milton Glick. See you next week on The Answer.